Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name's Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, bowl preview edition number five? Is that five is what we're at right now? I think we're at five. Yeah, this is five. Sure, why not? The bowl games of Tuesday, December 31st, New Year's Eve, Mike. You got any uh, big New Year's plans this year? Uh, Working on it still. Yeah? Working on it still. We, uh, I think we're going to a friend's Roaring Twenties New Year's party, which seems to be a popular theme this year as we... Uh, roar into the 20s as it were that's that's correct 100 year anniversary yeah so i'll be wearing like a zoot suit and drinking moonshine i think is what the plan is oh well best of luck to you yeah that's parenting at its finest mike parenting at its yes finest. yeah charlie and toe and <laughs> oh boy yeah, you gotta learn sometime um yeah maybe he'll have some too but before Who's we sorry. get into all that we do have a couple of bowl games we're gonna have to watch uh Starting yeah, if we have to, <laughs> if we have to, uh, starting at noon on New Year's Eve, uh, twelve o'clock on ESPN. It is the Belk Bowl, Mike, where your Virginia Tech Hokies are a two and a half point favorite against the Kentucky Wildcats. The same Wildcats that I said Louisville was going to beat outright in Lexington back in November, that then turned around and beat Louisville's ass for sixty minutes, uh, specifically the last thirty, and. Uh, now they're a two-and-a-half-point underdog to Virginia Tech. And uh, I, I feel like this says it all. Bud Foster, in the last day or so, said, Lynn Bowden is, quote, going to be a big problem for us. That he is. And he's been a problem for basically everybody, Joey. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky completely changed their offense with Lynn Bowden, the lineup at the quarterback position. Desperate times call for desperate measures. With Terry Wilson and Sawyer Smith both going, get, going down, uh, Kentucky kind of ran out of quarterbacks. So... They moved Lynn Bowden, their leading receiver, Joey, mm-hmm. to quarterback, and he's got 1,200 yards rushing now. So mm-hmm. they completely changed their offense. Uh, shout out to Mark Stoops and that coaching staff, first of all, because the fact that they kind of revamped their offense and completely changed what they were doing um, in the middle of the season is admirable. And, mm-hmm. you know, not only were they competitive, they made a bowl game playing in the SEC with a basically makeshift offense. So, yeah. Shout out to them for that. Uh, Lynn Bowden is a spectacular athlete. He has an NFL career in his future. Uh, He is a very, very dynamic player. Um, He was a good receiver to begin with, and he's turned out to be a pretty decent running quarterback, it turns out. Reminiscent of Randall Cobb, who used to play for Kentucky. Reminiscent of Randall Cobb. And look, it's not Kentucky's ideal state on offense to just run all the time and basically not even attempt to throw. But if that's what they have to do to win games, that's what they'll do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've done that to a tune of seven wins in a bowl game here um, against Virginia Tech. I, I'm i going to be quite honest with you, Joey. Uh, Bryce Perkins kind of torched Virginia Tech the last time we saw the Hokies play. Like, mm-hmm. Kind of ran roughshod through that defense. And Virginia Tech, unfortunately, defensively, 
they've been pro- okay. So they've been pretty good this year. I, I think it's fair to say they've been. Yeah, they've been good, especially in the second half. They've been good. The Bud Foster Achilles heel has been a dual threat quarterback, and Lynn Bowden is not necessarily a dual threat quarterback because he can't really throw. He might not have to. <laughs> he might not have to. And I liken Virginia Tech to Louisville in a lot of ways. I think they play similar styles of football. I think defensively and offensively this year they were pretty close to even, like comp wise. Mm-hmm. And Louisville had a couple turnovers, and Kentucky ran away with that football game. And that's what I'm concerned about for Virginia Tech. If there are a few turnovers, a couple fumbles here and there, Hendon Hooker throws an interception he probably shouldn't have thrown. Like, all of a sudden, does Kentucky just run away with this game? Virginia Tech's defense on the field for too long. Things start to get a little bit dicey, just like they did uh, in the finale against Virginia. The defense was on the field for what felt like the entirety of the second half, and it was a bend-but-don't-break scenario until the dam finally broke for Virginia Tech. And that's what I worry about in this bowl game for the Hokies. I do think Virginia Tech has more ways to beat Kentucky offensively than Kentucky does to beat Virginia Tech, but Kentucky runs the ball so well, mm-hmm. and they do it at such a high level. And Lynn Bowden is so dynamic as a player. I don't think it matters that they're not going to throw at all. And it hasn't really mattered for a lot of teams that Kentucky's played this year. So why would it matter in this bowl game? Yeah. I'm leaning Kentucky here, Joey. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I'm leaning Kentucky. I, I think if Virginia Tech finds a way to get some stops and finds a way to bottle up Lynn Bowden, much easier said than done, then I do think Virginia Tech wins this game. But I just don't see it for 60 minutes. I don't. And I didn't see it against Bryce Perkins. I don't necessarily see it here. And uh, look, Bowden doesn't provide the passing attack that that Bryce Perkins does. Uh, So I I think from in that sense, I think Virginia Tech has, you know, they know what's coming. But even if you know what's coming, it's still proven to be pretty difficult to stop. So I'm going to go with Kentucky here, Joey. I think they win this game. I think it will be close. Um, I think a field goal either direction or at least inside a touchdown either direction, I think is pretty fair. Um, but I think it's going to be a, a tough game, um, one that Virginia Tech can certainly win. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it didn't look great last time out defensively against a running quarterback. And this is essentially Bryce Perkins on steroids or it's Bryce Perkins, like poor man's version, throwing the football. However you want to look at it, this is a very tough spot for Virginia Tech, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. And and. It, one of the things I'll point out is basically since Lynn Bowden became the full-time quarterback of this offense, and they've, they've played seven games. They, they were coming off a bye week, coming off of the South Carolina loss. They were 2-3. and three. Since then, they have gone 5-2. and two. Their rushing outputs in those seven games, and keep in mind that one of these was against Georgia, 330, 160, 297, 302, 401, 462, and 517, Mike. Like, the the rushing numbers have been absolutely ridiculously gaudy for them. You mentioned that Kentucky only has one way to beat teams. That's all they need. That's yeah. that's what they've needed. That's what they've needed. And that's what I'm saying. Like, people are like, oh, they're so one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Has anybody stopped it yet? Yeah. I mean, they, they, again, they, they came off the Georgia loss where they ran for 160 yards, went for not even three and a half yards per play. They promptly turn around and kick the snot out of Missouri, a pretty decent Missouri team. Killed them. Had a close game against a pretty decent Tennessee team, and then kicked the snot out of Vanderbilt, kicked the snot out of Tennessee Martin, kicked the snot out of Louisville. And those are yards per play outputs of seven, you know, seven and some change, eight and a half, and twelve point four. Like this is a, a rushing offense that is turning into a little bit of that runaway freight train from hell kind of kind of style. Yep. 
And and Mike, you know the uh, the reference I want to make here that really brings me concern if I'm a Virginia Tech fan. Mm. Tell me. Is there another run-heavy offense that we've seen give Bud Foster's defenses a lot of real big problems in recent years? Georgia Tech. That would be correct, Mike. Georgia Tech, in the last couple of years, gave Bud Foster's defenses all that they could handle. And, and, I mean, you see that Kentucky threw for four yards against Louisville. Not four yards per play. Well, I mean, I guess it technically was because it was like one play. Four yards was all they needed Jeff- to, to rack up 521 yards of offense. I was going to say, Joey, what was the final score of that game where they completed one pass for four yards? 45-13 in Kentucky's favor. Yep. So this is this is my concern, and to some degree is and was with Bud Foster's defense in the last couple of years, is that whatever was working against Paul Johnson's offenses for the first like decade or so that they were seeing him, it was not working the last couple of years. And I don't know that they've seen another offense this year that's kind of comparable to where we know that those issues aren't going to show their heads again. Yeah, this sense. is like, basi- yeah, no, it makes sense. This is basically pistol triple option, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is a real, this is a real problem, this mm-hmm. offense. So, yeah, yeah so, I'm with you there. It, it does seem in a weird way like it's not a great matchup, and there's there should be some real concerns. I mean, the last five games, K- Kentucky has attempted 8, 7, 15, 11, and 2 passes. They are, they are not trying to throw the ball. This is not a game you can really take advantage of your secondary uh, ability and talent and all that. This is a game that's going to be really won with the front seven or so and how disciplined everybody can stay. And and, and can you win individual matchups is another piece of this. And Kentucky's right. offensive line has been as good as they've been. I, I'm with you. I, I am very concerned about Virginia Tech in this game. I, I think we can turn it around. Kentucky's also played pretty well defensively. And I... Virginia Tech has played better on offense here, especially looking starting like in November. Um, they, they've put up some better scoring outputs, and they've been a little more consistent. Um, f- figure that basically everybody is available for this game. You know, Hendon Hooker, Quincy Patterson, if necessary, all those guys. So should be able to put up some points, but I'm really concerned about their ability to stop Kentucky in this game. And if you're giving me two and a half points with Kentucky, I, I think I'm probably taking them. Yeah, I mean, at least tease it, right? I mean, Virginia Tech, a three-point favorite. I, I like Kentucky outright. I really like the over. I mean, mm-hmm. the over-under, I think, 47.5. I, I like the over a lot. I um, mm-hmm. think Kentucky's going to score. I think Virginia Tech's going to score, by the way. This mm-hmm. game has shootout potential. Like, I don't think Kentucky's defense is world-beating to the degree that, like, Virginia Tech can't get anything going on offense. Virginia Tech's offense, actually, has been pretty good. So, I, I just... Uh, I like the shootout potential in this game. I think if it gets into a shootout, it could be wildly entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I just, I have trouble siding with Virginia Tech even in a shootout just because I'm not sure they're going to be able to get enough stops defensively with Lynn Bowden. Yeah, there's definitely some big shootout potential here. And it, it what it feels like to me is that Kentucky is going to get their points. What this is going to come down to is whether Virginia Tech can get theirs. Right. No, I, I agree with that. So... It'll be interesting to watch. Um, Mike, do you get any feelings either way on motivation for this game? No, I mean, I think I think both teams will be ready to play. I, Kentucky wants to finish this thing off with a bowl win. Virginia Tech had a pretty strong last couple months this season. I think they'll be angry after the way they played against Virginia. I think mm-hmm. they'll want to finish this thing on a high note. Um, I think the motivation will be there for both sides. Yeah. I Yeah, I... I I don't think either team is particularly motivated. I don't think either team is particularly unmotivated. So I I don't know that that's really going to swing it either way for me. Right. So, okay. All right. Uh, Kentucky in the over, probably the pick there. I think Kentucky outright is what we're saying. 
Yep. Um, once again, we try not to uh, be too biased towards the ACC in these uh, these games. Try to be uh, realistic with it. So set expectations accordingly. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, you know, we will. Kentucky in the over. All right, uh, other game on New Year's Eve here, Mike. Uh, two o'clock on CBS. What did we really have to rename this game? Did we have to? Is this fitting? Kind of is. What What was it before? I think it was like the Hyundai Sun Bowl. Hyundai Sun Bowl, yeah, you're right. For you're a right, while, right. and then was yep. it recently something else? I don't remember. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Now, Mike, it is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Um, that is obviously the Frosted Flakes mascot for those keeping score at home. In the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Florida State is a four-and-a-half-point underdog against the Arizona State Sun Devils. The total here is 54 points. Uh, biggest factor I think at play in this game is going to be that Cam Akers is sitting out for Florida State. Um, he's going to get ready for the draft. I cannot say that I blame him whatsoever. Nope. Um, there's also this whole element of like they're still playing for uh, Odell Haggins. I don't know if Kendall Bryles is coaching this game. I kind of figure he might not be. Um, he's been hired away. There's the whole coaching staff unchanged going on. So there's a lot of turmoil at Florida State, but you could also argue some of it's for the better. Yeah, I'd argue it's for the better, but uh, it might not manifest itself in this game necessarily. But Yeah, you don't really know. Um, Arizona State has been sneaky pretty good this year. Um, they, you know, they're not ranked and they're what, like seven and five, eight and four, uh, seven and five, seven and five. We're prepared, Mike. They're seven and five, but their losses have largely been close games against equal or more talented teams. And they've got a really dynamic quarterback in Jaden Daniels. He is a treat to watch. He, he's reminiscent of Bryce Perkins in, in so many ways, which he is. It really helps because Bryce Perkins once upon a time played at Arizona state. So people forget. Know, yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind. Don't, don't forget. Um, I I don't like this spot for Florida State. I don't think. I don't either. Uh, coaching this this is real simple for me, Joey. Yeah, a bunch of coaching turnover. Your best player is not playing in mm-hmm. Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Um, you have an Arizona State team that's going to be more motivated. They're going to want to be there and want to w- try to win this game. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, Joey, like Arizona State was a top twenty-five team for a good portion of the season. Yeah. Uh, they. They're good. Like they've lost a bunch of close games, like you mentioned. They have a really dynamic quarterback, Jaden Daniels. Like I, perfect comp. Like he is a younger version of Bryce Perkins. He's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Arizona State seven and five, probably not as indicative of how good they actually are. Um, they are a much better team than Florida State. They're a much more consistent team than Florida State. They've lost a few close games. Um, they have a really dynamic receiver in Brendan Ayuk. He's got almost twelve hundred yards receiving on the year and eight touchdowns. He's going to be a problem. Arizona State's better. Um, they're better. They have their coaching staff. There's not a bunch of turn- turmoil. Arizona State's best players are playing. Florida State's best player is not playing. Uh, Arizona State's only a four-point favorite. I think they win and cover this game pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think this is all that competitive, personally. Like I think Florida State's going to have a real problem here. I I think I'm with you there. Um, for what it's worth, SP Plus has Arizona State a 4.8-point favorite. Um, so right there at the four and a half to five point number, um, we'll throw it out here too. Kentucky, a, a half point favorite over Virginia Tech. So worth noting. Yeah. I would also note here that Arizona State, much closer distance wise to El Paso than Tallahassee is. That's yeah. actually like a drivable thing you could do. Um, so that's worth considering that there will probably be a much bigger uh, Arizona State contingent there than Florida State. Yep. 
I think all the things that you mentioned, it's, it's correct. You know, Florida State without their best player. So, okay, you don't have Cam Akers, so then what? Um, that's worth noting. Um, I, I mean, all this turmoil, you don't know how how focused the Florida State coaches are going to be on this game. There's a lot of the staff that's already been hired by Mike Norvell there. And, and yep. Kendall Bryles, we know he's going to Arkansas. And we know that there's other term, you know, turnover going there. So it's just like... How bought in is Florida is Florida State on winning this game? Right. At that point, I, I can't. I, I don't know that I want the four and a half. That's a small, small number. Um, you may be able to argue that Florida State is more talented, but still, how much do we trust that offensive line to keep James Blackman upright and right. the whole thing? I, yeah. So I, I don't want to overcomplicate this. Let's just say Arizona State wins and covers. I'm with you. Um, we're not projecting this to be a banner day for the ACC and bowl games. Uh, total is 54. Um, I want to check the weather here, but I I don't like – I think I like that to be under. Uh, that, that does yeah, not – Yeah, I think I do too. I don't know that Florida State is necessarily scoring a lot of points there. No, I don't think they're scoring enough. Um, and Arizona State's offense is good, but I just – yeah, I don't think I don't think either team's scoring enough to get there. Yeah, this is currently looking like it's going to be in the upper 40s, maybe in the low 50s for this game. Um, sunny or you know partly cloudy, that kind of thing, so no rain. But I, uh, you know, Florida State's going to have to score a little bit to get to that number, and I I don't really like that at all. So I don't either. Let's go under here. All right, Arizona State and the under in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Mike. Oh yeah, cool. That's. Not going to be fun for the Knolls. Yeah. Um, all right. That's all I got on uh, New Year's Eve. Anything else? Uh, good luck to the ACC. Yeah. Might might need a little bit of it. I, I I do hate picking against Virginia Tech in Bud Foster's last game. And, and there probably is a little bit of an extra motivational factor on defense of playing for Bud Foster one last time. I do think that that game will be competitive and very close either direction. Um, I don't see the Sun Bowl being close at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, that feels like a mismatch to a lot of degrees. I mean, Florida State's default this year offensively was, okay, if we can't throw and we're having trouble moving the ball, let's just give it to Cam Akers. Okay, but he's not playing, so now what do you do? Mm-hmm. And that's where I struggle seeing Florida State scoring enough to win the game. They go into Kalen Laborn? Or I guess is there going to be a Jordan Travis sighting here? Like, uh, right. And even so, like how impressive have those guys been? I get they were highly rated recruits and all that, but like they haven't been great. So if I'm reading this right, there's only, well, I guess there's, there's 10 guys on Florida state's offense that have yards of total offense, but I guess that's only rushing yards and passing yards. It doesn't really count receiving yards. That can't be right. So, Okay, well, never mind. There's There's been more than 10 guys that have touched the ball all year for Florida State's offense. Yeah, yeah. There's only so many weapons, which is a weird thing to say about Florida State. Yeah, no kidding. That doesn't really feel right, but here we are. Um, okay, I think that's all we got, Mike. Uh, anything else before we move on to our last bowl game preview that we got to do? I think we're good, man. We'll move on to the last bowl game, and uh, that's going to be gross, too. Well, who knows? It'll probably yeah. be gross, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Not going to be great for the ACC this bowl season, I don't think, outside of Clemson, maybe. Yeah, it's not not looking pretty, which you really kind of could have seen coming, what, all season? Yeah, like literally the entire year. 
All right, well, we'll come back and do that. In the meantime, they can find us on Twitter. I am at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel SI, and together we're at BC Podcast ACC. You can send us an email with your questions, comments, concerns to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thank you. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, Spotify, all those places. You know where to find us. Uh, and Mike, you want to tell where they can find us on the social medias? Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of our podcasts there, Joey. Please do, please do. We got some cool things coming up, too. We got a, probably another news dump as some things have uh, sorted out. We got to talk through some signing day stuff. We've got um, some postseason awards we were planning on doing, so keep an eye out for those. We got some emails that we got to get through. So uh, we got these bowl previews. We'll, we'll recap the bowl games, but we got some, uh, some more things coming. So keep it tuned here. Uh, should be a, a fun start to the offseason here as we get into January, maybe even into February as well. So keep it tuned here. We'll keep it moving. Hell yeah. All right, uh, Mike, anything else before we get out of here? I think we're good, man. On to our final bowl preview. On to the last preview. Uh, let's let's do it. So until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. And until then, go ACC. Go ACC.